Hey everybody, we are back with the Daily Cup. Uh, I am Dave. I am here with Dave. I'm Dave. And uh, we are here to, uh, this week, as we had said, we are going to start talking about testimonies and the power of a testimony. And I mean, to be honest, let's when you're talking to somebody who's not a veteran believer, wouldn't you agree that uh, a testimony can be pretty pretty effective in helping somebody understand the power and what God has done in their life? I, I believe that uh, testimonies are a good resource for um, believers and non-believers alike for the simple fact that if you talk to a believer and you tell them your story, they're more likely to be built up from that. And then if you talk to a non-believer, it's like, wow, man, maybe maybe this whole God thing actually is real. Right. You know, and right. uh, I mean, Scripture tells us uh, to a certain extent um, that, you know, we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. That's right. And uh, that's, that's part of the reason why I feel like testimony is such a good uh, <laughs> avenue to go down. Because, I mean, you... You don't have to be a Bible scholar to tell people your testimony. That's right. You Nobody tell... can change it on you. It's right. your story. It's your story. That's right. That's right. All right, guys. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. We're going to be doing many more episodes of this. We actually have a really good lineup of guests that are going to be coming in and letting us interview them and joining us from uh, senior pastors of churches to people who are rookie Christians, for lack of a better explanation. Baby Christians, let's right. call them that. Yep. I, I, I never can feel comfortable in a analogy of a new Christian or whatever. But anyway, uh, we also, guys, we had talked about the other day in our uh, last podcast about the body of Christ. We have decided that the branding and the name of the Daily Cup will be changed to the Lost and Found. And the way we came up with that is we're not just targeting people who go to church. Right. We're not just targeting people who don't go to church or non-believers. Uh, we are targeting anybody who has two ears or even one ear on their head. If you can hear, uh, please tune in with us. Uh, hopefully there's something that we can offer that's going to make an impact in your life. Um, and that's why we want to do such a wide range of things, guys. And just a quick breakdown of what we're going to be doing. We're talking Bible lessons, Bible sermons, uh, open discussion, discussions such as we're doing tonight, right. um, interviews with other people, church leaders, church servants, on and on and on. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of something for everybody. And so we just really want to get you tuned in. Those of you who have been tuning in, the numbers have been jumping up quickly in the last two days. Yeah. We appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for your nice comments and replies that you have left and the encouragement that really makes what we're doing uh, that much more entertaining, fun, and uplifting. Yeah, it's very exciting to see numbers. Uh, not that it's necessarily about the numbers. However, you know, when you see people that are leaving comments and that we can see that people are listening to what we have to say and they're encouraged by it, it definitely helps us to want to make more content as well as just kind of sharing our lives and, and that we can kind of share live together. Absolutely. And and that's that brings a unity, kind of like what we had talked about with the Body of Christ sermon, uh, open discussion open, that we had yeah, last, yeah. that, that we had, uh, what was that, <laughs> yesterday? 
two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah. And and so it's really encouraging to see that people are excited about what we're trying to do and we're excited about what we're trying to do and, and we just Absolutely. You know, if you if you leave, uh, uh, we 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 don't take anything below a stinking five star review. <laughs> so That's if you right. listen to the podcast and you really really like it, uh, then leave a five star review. If you kind of like it, leave a five star review. If you really hate it, uh, you can leave a one star. You can leave a one star, but tune in for another episode. Yeah, we don't we don't recommend the one stars. Yeah, yeah, one star just nobody wants to be a half a star. You can either be a superstar <laughs> or half a star. That's right. And we want to be superstars. We do nothing in the middle. That's right. That's right. Jesus did not create us, or God did not create us to be half a star. We no. are we are all superstars. Dave, <laughs> you're a superstar. Uh, you too, Dave. Yeah. All right. You are a superstar, and you listening. You're a superstar. That's right. And we love you, and most importantly, God loves you. Now, so let's just get to the point. All right, so we're going to be talking about testimony. I, Dave Garza, I'm going to be letting Dave Schneider here give his testimony tonight. Um, I have personally read uh, Dave's testimony, which is a small novel, um, (laughs) which it should be, which it should be. I like giving him a hard time, but... Man, there's a lot of great information in here, guys. And if you're really wanting to see how God can reach into somebody's life, and even after he was saved, it helped him recognize things where God worked in his life before he ever had a relationship with God. That's so right. that's how amazing God is, guys. And and there's going to be a lot of points in here that you can take from this. But even when you're not trying to glorify God, God's going to get glory out of you whether you like it or not. That's true. So, and there is a lot of power in this testimony. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Dave Schneider here, and I'll just be popping in with some questions, but the scripture that we want to, if you've got your Bible with you, if you're taking notes, uh, a scripture that really popped out to us, talking about testimonies, comes in uh, 2 Timothy verse uh, chapter 1, verse 8, and it says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Usually, I am not in King James. This is the Bible that I had with me. Uh, The vows, the arts, all that. Don't let it get into your brain. Yeah, but I I Uh, feel like that one was easy enough to understand. it, It was. If you were confused, please leave a comment down here and we will clarify that for you but uh if anything again that second timothy chapter 1 verse 8 and i personally highly recommend niv translation i feel that it's much easier to understand without jeopardizing the integrity of god's word that's right it's more of a thought for thought translation as opposed to a word for word however i feel like we can still get the the right content that god was intending to say um, with right. a with an uh, with a uh, language that's easier to understand for today, you may have to still look up words, and I right. do. I but, do too. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's it's good. It's a good resource. Exactly, and that's the thing. And let's all let's all remember that uh, we made this comment last week. A lot of these things that are on our phones and computers, they were not created to have God involved, but. He's such an amazing God that he's pulling glory out of it. And you can just go ahead and Google any word and find any translation out there. There's app for your Bible. And if you'd like a if you'd like a hand 
uh, a Bible for your hand, a paper copy instead of a digital, please shoot your name or contact us in the comment section. Nobody else can see these comments, guys. We only see them, okay? And we don't have a team of people who are taking your information. Right. It's just uh, us, too. So <laughs> one of us. So one of us is going to be uh, uh, responding back to you. So if you get something back, it's probably because we're responding to you. That's right. And if you do that, we would love to get a Bible in your hand. Okay? Right. Everybody should have a Bible that they can hold on to and carry with them to read at any time. I'm not putting down the digital version, but there's just something that you can't get from the digital from holding the God's word in your hand. I mean, even if you just look at the digital version as a whole, um, you know, digital versions are easier to uh, manipulate, Absolutely. whereas if you have one in your hand, you that's not easily manipulated. That's right. The navigation is a little harder. But it's also going to make you familiar with God's Word. That's right. It's going to get you familiar with the order of the books, so on and so forth. Okay, so we will ramble on for seven more hours <laughs> if we don't get going here. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Dave Schneider. And um, uh, just, you know, listen closely, guys. And I encourage you, you know, to just really think about your testimony as you're listening to Dave's tonight. And, and just really acknowledge the power of God even when you're not seeking him, right. even when you're not after him, he's still after you. So without further rambling, Dave, go ahead and take it away, man. All right. So my story really started off. Uh, I was born in Des Moines, Iowa to my mom, Sue Schneider, and my dad, Merle Schneider. And um, it all really started before I was even born. Um, my mom was supposed to go in and have surgery because they told her that she had to have a cyst on her ovary or she had a cyst on her ovary and um, they before we even started they were trying to say that they were going to have to get rid of me and um, you know uh, mom was really worried about this and uh, she these are stories that I was told because I was there, but I wasn't there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. You should have so, been taking notes. I, I was trying to take <laughs> notes. Um, so she she told me that, uh, you know, she was praying about it. it. She was a Catholic at the time, and she was converting to Lutheran. Hmm. And um, because my grandma was, uh, my grandma Schneider was a big Lutheran. Yeah. And uh, so. You know, she was kind of talking to God about it, and she was like, hey, you know, I, I really want to have this baby, you know, and um, God answered her prayer and moved the cyst so that she could have the, have me, um, and then later on, she ended up getting things taken care of, um, but the, it all started with that, you know, so I, I kind of survived abortion, as uh, it were. Absolutely. Well, you know, and in those, those years... You know, since we're uh, working our way to old parts, um, you know, abortion was becoming almost a fact. Right. You know, and but yeah, go on. Go and on. so, um, you know, this this all started with that. You know, and that's kind of a survival story. So, like, the hope in this from the beginning is if if you are here, you survived and won the lottery. That's right. right. You know, that's because right. there's Amen. a lot of people that have gone that way yeah and there's a lot of babies that haven't made it you know and so like if you're here there is a purpose for you yes you know god has a purpose for you that you may not understand right now but that's okay 
you know, because God can work through anything and he can do anything. We just have to realize that he's there willing to listen to us Amen. and here's our prayers even if we're not necessarily seeking him That's right. and i will kind of talk about that a little bit here in a minute but so that was my first testimony the first part of my testimony was surviving that and then when i was about five years old um my aunt and uncle were uh taking up me my mom and my sister you know um to go pick up my cousins and we were going to go back and we were going to probably play in their pool or something like that. Well, there was a bus that ran a stop sign and sideswiped my aunt and uncle's car. Ooh. And uh, my, my sister had to get a bunch of stitches and I wasn't hurt as bad because I was on the other side of the car, but kind of survived that one too. And uh, like I had kind of mentioned, my mom had transitioned from Catholic uh, mass to Lutheran. So my whole childhood, I grew up Lutheran. So I knew a lot about Jesus and a lot about Martin Luther. Um, but I didn't really know God, you no know, I knew, I knew, I knew about God. I didn't right. know God, right. you know? And so, you know, as I was kind of growing up and kind of learning about these things and I went through confirmation and I did all these things, you know, and don't get me wrong, I believe that the Holy Spirit used Martin Luther in a very powerful way. Absolutely. But I feel like we can't take these movements of God and segregate or put them in a box and be like, this is the only way to do this. That's right. You know, right. and so the Holy Spirit wants to move in you like he moved in Martin Luther. Absolutely. You know, to keep challenging what we feel is right, you can always, as we kind of create these systems by which we, we believe in or that we operate in or whatever, they right. lose the power of the Holy Spirit because he moved in that time that way doesn't mean he wants to move now in that way. In that way. Exactly. I mean, and, and that's we'll probably hear a bit of that in just to address this before we get uh, uh, some naysayers here, but no, the Word of God does not change. It never changes. It's always the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, but let's remember that God can take that same Word, and He can apply it to people where they are today for application of what's going on in the world today. So what may have been going on then is completely different than what we're facing today. Right. So, so I just wanted to throw that out there so that you and, know, nobody thinks that what we're saying, he's not saying that and to be, it changes. Right. To be clear on this, you know, I there there are Lutheran people that are saved and are moving for God. Absolutely. You know, uh, that have the Holy Spirit and everything like that. So I'm not getting down on people that believe the Lutheran faith. And like I said, <laughs> you can learn a lot of lessons from our patriarchs with Martin Luther and John Wesley and oh, some of some of these people that are really uh, Bible influencers, the people that have gone right. before us, we can learn from them, but that doesn't mean we're supposed to be them and stay where they're at. That's right. Their path was much different than what ours, ours is. Right, and know. and our paths are all different. That's right. As we'll that's kind right. of talk about here. Right. Um, so that's kind of where where I started at, and uh, you know so. I was kind of struggling with my faith a bit when, you know, I turned 
teenage years, and I, I'm pretty sure that that's not going to take anybody off guard. That that happens a lot. You were not a wholehearted believer in Jesus Christ I was, and follower when you were a teenager? I wouldn't even say I was a, a follower of Jesus when I was. Man, that's... There's the slap. All right. For not following. No, yeah. I'm just right. Exactly. I think if you're a strike teenager, number one, listen, that's all right. You get three of those per right. show. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I just want to applaud you now. If you're a teenager listening, uh, we're not just picking on you. But no. what you are facing, especially in the world today, is absolute chaos and it's a mess. And if you are holding on to the garment of Christ, Dude, grab on with both hands. And because through your teenage years, I feel it's one of the most trying times in your faith and in your commitment to God. And because everything in the world is going to tell you to walk away. So that's just why I was we were making kind of fun of that because, man, when you're a teenager, we all know the struggles. If you're listening and you're over the age of teenager, I'm sure there's plenty of stories you can tell us. Right. Hold you away and so God. a lot of. Uh, parents understand when it comes to teenagers or because we've been through the point we've struggled with this because you know to be honest with you we want to teach you the right way oh absolutely you know and because we've been there we understand you know and so um what i had going on was i was going to church just because my parents went to church you know, it wasn't my faith, it was theirs. Yep. I was just doing what I needed to do to pass pass through and be like, oh, okay, you know, like, uh, we're all good to go here. Uh, this is right. just, it's just uh, another thing to Going check off the list. Yeah, just another yep. thing to check off the list. And I feel like every believer, um, even today, as adults, we can just get into the rhythm of just checking one thing off the list. Absolutely. You know, I went to church this week. I went twice this week. Yep. I went whatever. You know, we can get into that rhythm of just being comfortable, being comfortable, just doing what, what we need to do to make it so that society says we're good. That's right. You know, and so when I was a teenager, I kind of struggled with that. But um, I remember a specific time where I had um, – I had uh, – was – kind of talking to God a bit, and I was like, you know, God, if you're real, you're going to have to show me. Right. Because I didn't really have that example, mm-hmm. per se, in in life. Right. And and I'm not speaking down about my parents or any, right. any influencers that were in my life at that point. Right. But what I am saying is um, there was there was a point where I had to I knew that I had to figure this out for me. Right. You right. know, and, and it had to be real to me. Where it was no longer up to your folks. Right. Yeah. So, um, basically, um, I'm, I'm going to skip a few years here. Yeah. Um, no, that's right. But, uh, so, I'm going to go right into uh, the fact that um, when I was 18 years old, I joined the Navy. And uh, my my mom and dad were shattered by that. They, oh, I can only imagine. A they parent's did, fear. Well, the the deal was my mom's dad, my dad's dad, both served mm-hmm. at war. 
My yeah. mom's dad served in three or four wars. Right. Um, and my my grandpa served in Korea. Um, on my dad's side, and so that was kind of the struggle. That's all they knew, right? right. And this was in uh, 2001. I decided this, and uh, and what really turned me on to that was I had a buddy named Joe Dotrieve. His dad um, was talking to me about it, and he's like, "Listen, you know that you didn't do very well in school, and I didn't. I was horrible at school. I hated school. Right. Um, I just barely passed. Yeah. You know, um, I got my high school diploma. That's all that really matters. Right. You know what I mean? And so um, he was kind of talking to me about it, and he was like, hey, you know, join join the Navy now because there's nothing going on. And I said, okay. You know, um, this was around a- April, May time frame. Right. Um, it was April, May of 2001. And so I joined, I signed the papers, I got shipped out, and I re- I went into um I went into boot camp in Great Lakes, uh, Illinois, uh, in August of two thousand and one. Yeah. So I'm like, I, this is going well, as well as boot camp could go, because it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's a uh, it's they they break you down to build you back up again. It's wonderful. You know, the, the recruiters did me straight. They did me solid. They didn't lie to me at all. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so. It was going to be a great vacation. It's going to be a vacation, man. Your You're going to be able to do this uh-huh. whenever you want. Yeah. It was, it was, they told, I went in there. When I got there, my eyes were wide open. Dude, oh, you, you step off that bus, they're yelling at you right off the bat before you even get off the bus. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey. You know, we went through uh, the start of um, maps and getting things started. Or not maps. It was uh, they were uh, giving us all our shots, oh, giving yeah. us our blue. They call them Smurfs. The old delousing. Yeah, it was, it was these. They call them Smurfs. So they're Navy sweat. Pants and sweatshirt, uh-huh. you know, and this is August, and um, and I remember, you know, they 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 we had a couple jokers in my group that they exercised this quite frequently, um, and this was still in the day where they could cuss at you, and uh, it was it was an eye opening experience. I'll tell you what, right. um, right. and so I remember. You know, uh, getting some letters, and the girl I was kind of dating at the time, she uh, she gave me the Dear Johnny letter. You know, you get it in boot camp, and you're reading uh, it, and it's like, so, uh, uh, you know, you're gone, and I want to see other people. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, I was crushed by that because that was probably my longest relationship at three months at oh, the yeah. time. That was, oh, yeah. that 18 was seri- years old, you're, you're It was serious, man. Forever. It was just ask any 18 year old yeah dude forever <laughs> yeah so we were we were in this to win it right yeah, right and so i leave for boot camp and you know everything changes you got the dear johnny letter and then i remember uh september 11th happened and that was the only day in boot camp that we actually got to watch tv 
Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so they turned the TV on, which was a shock, because everybody was like, this well, is it, man. We're, is going it. We're going to war. And, and so, for those of you who don't remember, of course, September 11th, 2001, being when uh, our country was attacked with uh, two airplanes hitting the World Trade Center in New York City. Right. And... Yes, I, I remember this very well as to, uh, I can only imagine your feelings, just tell you the whole we're going to war thing, that was an accurate feeling. Um, me in my BC before Christ days, um, it took me a minute to wrap my head around this because I knew we were going to war, um, but uh, I was wrapped up in parties and things like that, so I was not on the same avenue here, but Yes, for those of you who don't remember, this was actually a very terrifying day. Right. As I recall, because I remember the feeling that, oh, man, uh, we're going to get bombed. We're going to get, you know, just my, my brain took me in a million directions. So if you can only put yourself in this position where you just joined the military. Right. And uh, congratulations, sir. Four weeks later, you're going to war. Right. And so basically September 11th happened and I remember they so the when you're in boot camp they have a ranking system and they give you caller devices for your ranking depending upon what your role was within our little platoon in, right. in our ship. Right. Um birthing unit. And uh so we they made everybody take their caller devices off. And so, like, because we were under the assumption, like, man, they're going to hit us. We're, we're right here. Right. You know, we're, we're all training. They're going to try and take us out. You know, thankfully, nothing really serious happened while we were there. Um, but uh, that, was, that was a big that was a big deal. And then, so, towards the end, I mean, you go through the process, and you get all your uniforms, and you pack your sea bag, and they beat the crap out of you every day. And uh, you go to the rifle range, and you have to qualify, and then they did all these different tests to see if you're smart, you yeah. know, and they yeah. give you flags for how smart you are, and we had, like, one flag, and a normal platoon's going to have, like, <laughs> seven, you know? So yeah. we were the smart ones of the group, yeah. okay? We were we were the top, we were cutting, we were cutting the top of, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were, we were the top. Performers kept kept that bar. We kept that bar real low, so That's... when they didn't expect any more from us. That's right. So, um, I remember that, and then so they have a a, a day. Um, you know, you go through swimming. Swimming's a big deal, obviously. In the Navy, they sink your ship. You're going to swim for a while. Uh, yeah, you may want to know um, how to swim. Yeah, they're going to come pick you up out of the water, uh, but still. That you still have to know how to swim or tread water. Right. And they they right. taught you all the secrets on how to do that, and then they put you through the gas chamber, which is horrible, and yeah. people are puking in their shirts. Oh, and, yeah. And it, it, was, it was a real extreme experience in that one, too. And then you go into a day, it's like, um, where they do all these extreme uh, situational things so like it's you you basically are trying to they simulate battle damage on a ship and you have to moor the ship and then you have to 
climb through obstacles and rescue people and right. make it through all these obstacles in order to be considered a sailor. Right. right? So at right. this point, you, you're wearing a recruit hat the whole time you're in boot camp. Right. And this is right before graduation. So like this is the day before you graduate and you walk through and you're dressed whites or you're dressed yeah. blues, depending upon the season. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you you perform a bit and whatever. So this is right the day before, hmm. if not two days before. So it's like right in that time frame. Right. So you go through this this day. It's it's an all night experience. So they keep you up all day long. And then you you go through a night of just extreme exercise testing you, the limits testing your limits yeah. to to show you that you have more in you than what you think you have in right, you right right so this is my first 24 hour stint where i'm up do, doing nothing but exercising and just trying to make it through right yeah. so you get all the way through this when you when you're walking out of this station this battle station or whatever as soon as you're walking out of this it's daylight outside again so <laughs> right. you go in you do all these extreme we're gonna have you swim we're gonna make you do all this other stuff you go to that station you go through all that stuff and then you walk out of there and it's daylight again and they make you march to breakfast yeah and i do not remember that march to breakfast yeah. i was so beat I swear we were we'd marched so many times that we all marched asleep. Yeah, probably. Right. So we go and we eat breakfast that day. We come back. I don't know if they. I can't even remember if they let us sleep that day, or whatnot. But we did all that, and uh, then you you get back to your birthing, and then they give you your navy ball cap, and that says you're now officially in the navy. Right. Right. So. Uh, that was one of the proudest moments because I do remember that my dad told me before I went to boot camp, you ain't going to make it. That was the first thing he said to me. He was like, you ain't going to make it. And me being 18 and I'm like, you know what, old man, I'm going to make it now because you said (laughs) I'm not going to make it. it. I'm going to make it. Right. So I I go through all that stuff. We get through all of it and uh, we have our great graduation day, you know, um, we go through graduation day. You get to spend the, the day with your parents. My sister came too, and uh, I think my grandparents came or my grandmas came, mm-hmm. and um, and so that I remember was my dad told me it was probably one of the that was the first day I think I seen my dad cry right um, because that was one of the proudest moments of his life. Absolutely. And it was one of the proudest moments of my life. I had never tried <laughs> right. to do anything that extreme. Uh, right, right. So I remember that. And then um, we got our orders. You know, I pretty much knew, like, they, they have you fill out a paper and they say, you know, hey, you know, you can pick two to three stations that you want to pick. Right. And then three stations that you'd be willing to go even though you don't pick them. Right. Right. And so... I didn't get to do that. I mean, they let us fill out that paper, but this was, uh, we're going to war (laughs) and we're going to put you (laughs) where you need to go. Right. 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 And so then I got my orders to Yokosuka, Japan, which is right outside. It's a suburb of Tokyo. Yeah. 
Japan, and I have ne- I barely traveled out of the state of Iowa when I was a kid. I mean, we took some vacations in different uh-huh. places. I had no idea what to expect. What to expect? Right. You know, so you get your orders, and then they they put you through a school. Yeah, and a school is way more relaxed. A school is the place that you go to learn how to do the job that you signed up for when you signed up for the Navy. Right. And so what I had signed up for, because I had no idea what I wanted to do, I barely passed high school, so I wasn't really the sharpest tool in the shed. So Academics um, was not Academics was not my strong strong suit. So my A school really was about maybe two weeks long yeah um and it was basic engineering so basically what i had signed up for i was like i might be a mechanic i might want to be a firefighter i didn't have high enough test scores to really do um what i wanted to do going in there i knew i kind of wanted to be a firefighter right um when i had joined um but so the deal with this um basic fireman apprentice was what I was called. So um, when I got to the ship, that was the deal is for the first two to three years, I can't remember, um, you do whatever job in engineering that they throw you in. And and whatever their need is, it's kind of a gamble. Right. Right. So in your A school, they teach you firefighting in your a school because firefighting is an engineering thing right um they teach you boilers they teach you um and like diesel engine mechanics stuff just real basic things because when you get to your ship they're going to teach you what you need to know for your ship for your ship right right yeah so i get done with a school after two weeks and it's really laid back they don't make you exercise necessarily unless you need to right um i think there was like one time (laughs) that our command made us run or or, you know get in formation right you know and they have like a club on base that you can go to and decompress when you're done with school right um you, you can go off base um after your schooling's done if you don't have any schooling for the day or you get done with that you can go wherever you want and uh the the bit the hot thing in chicago illinois is the gurney mills mall and you know you go and get in a taxi cab and the taxi driver would be like hey you want to go to gurney and it's like sure because I haven't been off base in right. a long time. Right. Just take me you know, away from take here. Take me. I don't care where we go. I don't want to be here. Right. Right. And so I, all of this is before Christ, man. I knew about God. Like I said, I had talked to God and I'm like, hey, if you're real, you're going to have to show me. You're going to have to give me I hadn't time. really seen anything at this point. Right. Right. And so I get done with A school and I go home for about a month. And this is around Christmas time. So, you know, they, they make you report to your duty station after about a month of vacation because right. they just got done abusing you for <laughs> three, four months, whatever it is. Uh-huh. It's a long time. It feels like, and you haven't been home in forever. So you, 
you're like, I don't know who you are. Right. I don't know who I am. Right. You know? Right. Um, so you you uh you get to go home and, and hang out for about a month. Yeah. And then they ship you off to ship me off to Yakuska, Japan. Yeah. And uh this was a long flight. I think it's like sixteen hours. Yeah. Uh to get to, to Yakuska, Japan, or they fly you into Tokyo. Right. And um so I do remember showing up it they told us, you know, you're going to Japan, you're gonna need yen. So they were like, You need to uh go to the bank exchange and your exchange money. your money yeah. at least five thousand yen. Right. Um, which is about fifty bucks worth of right. roughly at the time with the exchange rate and everything. Yep. Yen's yep. probably better than the American dollar now, but yep. we won't go down that road. <laughs> That's a different interview. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I went and I exchanged my money, got everything done, fly to Japan, and it's like a day, I think it's like a day ahead of oh, time. time-wise. Time zone, with yeah. the time zone change yeah. and everything. So you show up, it's like, or you leave at like eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on a Friday, and you arrive in Japan at eight o'clock in the morning on Friday. <laughs> you know, and right. it's like right. this is crazy. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. so I I arrive, and I don't know what to expect, right? right? So I show up, and I'm like, I've never been here. I don't know what to do. You know, I don't. They they have an amazing train system in Japan. Right. Um, everything is kind of operate operated off of that, and uh, I at this time I think I had somebody come with a van, and they're like, "Hey, <clears throat> we know you're new." They picked us up, and we went to Yokosuka, Japan. You know, they drove us to the base, and uh, at this time, uh, because the USS Kitty Hawk was forward deployed. And it's remained forward deployed the entire time I was in the Navy. So as soon as September 11th happened, they left and they went to the Gulf and they were floating around in the Gulf. So when I got there for about a week or two, um, it it wasn't on the ship. I wasn't on the ship because the ship wasn't in. It was actually deployed at that point in time. And because it was coming back, Within a week or two, mm-hmm. they just had me temporary active duty or TAD yeah. to the base. Mm. And when I got to the base, it wasn't like I had anything to do, right? Because, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm only going to be uh, there for a week, yeah. two, maybe at the most, and then, and then I on. jump on the ship. Yeah. So basically, I, they put us in a birthing, um, uh, just a building like, uh, apartment with two people yep. that can sleep in it or whatever and I didn't know the guy that was in the same room as me and uh-huh. it was it was a weird it was a weird ordeal. awkward so like I said I I um I hadn't really been away from home right. and I was really messed up oh yeah um I get to Japan and I'm like dude I don't even want to be in the Navy anymore right <clears throat> And so that was extremely different for me. And so I started to 
contemplate suicide. Right. And because I didn't have any friends, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't making friends very easily because this is a way different uh, ordeal. I ran into a person that kind of took me under his wing. He was an E5. Um, he was an MA, so he's a master at arms, which yeah. he was the police for the <clears throat> for the Navy. Gotcha. And um, he was like, you know, I told him that I was struggling with this. And, you know, so he had told um, command that, hey, you know, he's he's thinking about suicide. Right. We need to get him to a, a psychologist. And so I went to go see the psychologist on the base, and um, basically I didn't want to go in there and have him be like, oh, you're a wuss, oh, you know? Right. Um, so basically I, I really didn't tell him you any. You were withholding pretty I was, much. I was withholding yeah. information because it's like, I don't know you. Right. I'm not going to tell you how I really feel about oh, anything. Um, so I, I really went down a really, really dark path. And um, so like this – this persisted for a little while, and after seeing the psychologist, the psychologist was kind of like, you know what, um, maybe you shouldn't even be in the Navy. You know, and at a right. certain point, you know, they can basically say, hey, you know, he's not transitioning well. Right. You, you And they will, they could potentially make it so that you don't, that you don't serve. Right. But at right. this point, we're at war. Well, right. And so they're trying to get as many people as they can. Right. And I can only imagine that that was kind of the justification for keeping me around. Eh, probably. Um, I could imagine. So I, so basically at that point, that was, that was kind of like check number one. So I had heard that they're going to keep me. And so I was really upset about that because I wanted to go home. Right. I didn't, I don't want to be there. Right. So Hamatrain MA2, um, he was like, hey, why don't you come hang out with us? And I was 19 at the time. Right. And um, legal drinking age in Japan is 20. Yeah. So I was 19, and they're like, why don't you just come out, you know, and hang out with us in out in the town? And I'm like, okay. So we went out, and we got some food, and we just kind of hung out. And then we we started going to bars. And I started drinking. And I started drinking, like, heavily. Yeah. Like, real heavily. Well, thousands of miles from home. You're already suicides on the mind. Right. Uh, you couldn't feel possibly any more lonely. I could only imagine. Right. And, and given the circumstance, I mean, you kind of had a big burger to take a big old bite of, man. Right. And it wasn't a delicious burger. Right. <laughs> so, um... At this point, and and at this point, it was kind of like, all right, this dude, he he kind of wanted to hang out with me, and I'm like, this is a, an opportunity to kind of get in with a crowd and and do some stuff and and kind of maybe make this work well. Right. So we started going out and we started drinking, and then I started drinking every day. Yeah. And I was drinking all the time, and uh, like I said, I was underage. And there was one night I was coming back on base, and you have to show them your ID, and you right. you do the whole, like, salute them and be like, uh -huh. hey, permission to come aboard, even though it's on right. land. Right. You know, like, I want to I wanna get on base, so that's yep. how you do it, right? So yep. you salute, you 
permission to to come aboard and they're like granted or no denied right <laughs> and so um this dude looks at me and you know he's like i i i walk up i salute him i'm like hey you know permission permission to come aboard and probably didn't come out the greatest because i'm not very good at this at this point right and he's like how old are you and i grew up with somewhat of a christian background to know probably shouldn't lie to this <laughs> all right so i told him the truth yep and he was like okay come with me and uh he brought me into this room where basically they were like okay well you're drinking underage we're gonna arrest you right and so i remember they took me into this room they started talking to me they're like you know what you did was wrong like yeah and they're like okay it's like are you gonna fight me no what's the point i mean you already caught me yeah right you know right. like what we're am i gonna already sitting here right. this is i happening. fight you this is gonna be worse yeah and in the navy um they really don't care about uh being nice and gentle with you yeah that's um, kind of the... if you resist arrest they're really quick to pepper spray you or beat you with a stick well let's remember this would have been you against the navy right so... uh, a couple of dudes <laughs> that look like they bench press buicks for a lot uh, yeah okay yeah, you probably so had a guy that looks something like popeye right and there. you know and so um i was like no i'm not gonna resist arrest and I was still temporary active duty at this time. And but the ship was coming in in a few days. Right. So they didn't they they arrested me and then they turned me over to the ship. Yeah. And the ship I ended up uh going on restriction. Restriction means you can't leave the ship for a certain amount of time. Right. And so, you know, you go and you stand before your command and this is a great start. You know, it's like, awesome. Uh -huh. I I know I've only been here for two days. This is going to be great. My, I haven't been on the ship yet. Right? I'm already in trouble. Uh, yeah, I'm already <laughs> in trouble. This is going to be bad. And so I show up, and my my uh, master chief, and you go up to, through through the ranks, right? So yep. your first um, disciplinary action is uh, with your chiefs, yep. so all your higher-ups. So my chief, my my chiefs are there. My mask, my my master chief is there, and uh, you're probably and feeling really good about it. It's really awesome, point. right? So they, <laughs> they they make you stand in a uniform you don't normally wear all the time, uh -huh. which was your my your dress, dress blues. blues. Yep, and those and, are not thin. And um, just from experience and having family who has served, uh, if you've ever worn a wool jacket from 1935. Yes. That's about the thickness of these things, guys. So it's heavy, yeah. and it's it makes you sweat. Yeah, it wasn't it, stay dry by Under Armour. Right, <laughs> um, it's not the greatest. So I love the uniform; it looks snappy. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I, I always tell people I give Marines a hard time and Army guys a hard time because it's like, listen, you know, everybody knows that the people with the best uniforms are probably Marines, but they don't wear very long. Right. So. You know, the next step down is the Navy. Yep. And so, uh, you know, the Navy's got really snappy-looking uniforms. So 
they make you dress in this uniform, and then there's the protocol on how to walk into the room. Uh-huh. And the MA, the master at arms, is like, all right, this is what you're going to do. Who you look at and do not look at. Right. And, so you're yeah. going to walk in. You're going to do your uh, walking maneuvers. Yep. You're going to walk in. You're going to turn to your right. You're going to turn to your left. You're going to stand right in front, about five foot away from your master chief's desk. And he's going to see if you need to go to see the captain. Mm. So this is great. So you're, right? you're checking with the principal to see if you're going to the superintendent. Yes. <laughs> and so I go in there, and my master chief is probably got to be the saltiest. Oh, I bet he was just the nicest dude has, guy. A dude has been to sea for 23 years straight. Oh, so he was super understanding oh, my and goodness. forgiving? He was, yeah. he was like a peachy individual. He wanted to be your friend, right? Yes. Yeah. And so at this point, he's kind of like, great. Right. You know, good um, start. Buddy. Good start. So basically it's like, uh, look, you know what you did. Um, of course there's a lot more explicit content that's coming out that we could really string them together. Right. Um, it, right. it became a second language uh, for me. Yeah. Well, the old saying, person like a sailor that's true that that, it's it's not far from the truth (laughs) so basically um the the breakdown and i'm going to save everybody you know the uh expletives yeah but we're uh, not going to slap a parental advisor yeah right so uh, so it's basically okay you know you came here you already messed up you know what you did we can't let you do that um and it's like, okay. And so it's like, you're going to go see the EXO. So you go to see the executive officer first, which is second in command over the entire ship. Right. right. And at this point, the command master chief is in on this one. And mm-hmm. the command master chief is ahead of all of the other enlisted people. Right. So you go in and they, it's pretty much the same process. You go in, you talk to him. How do you plead guilty? Uh, I don't know how you could say not guilty. Yeah, right. Um, this this is what it is. Uh-huh. So, um, I don't, I don't even know if I had checked into my my birthing unit yet or anything like that. I it, right. it was it was it was really shortly after coming on the ship, and uh, so he's like, okay, well, you know what you did. You gotta go see the captain. The captain is the one that that gives out the sentence. Yeah. Um, he does the sentencing, and he can withhold money from you. Right. Um. So at at uh, at this point, I'm like an E two, right? So I'm like not the bottom of the barrel. All right. Right. Next step up, one rung up <laughs> from one, the bottom. Yeah, yeah. From the bottom of the barrel, and like I said, this is I I came into the navy as an E two. Um, because I had some experience with some stuff. Right. So, um, I basically go in front of the captain and he's like, all right. And it's same routine. You go and you stand in front of him. And if you weren't sweating yet, you're sweating (laughs) in front of, you are sweating at this point and your whole command's in there. Everybody, Uh, everybody that can be there is there. Right. And you look, everybody's watching you. Yes. And so now what I want to do, this is probably going to drive most of you crazy, 
But what I'm going to do is we are, Dave has made his way to Japan. He has made some really fantastic choices. Correct. And he is now currently in front of his captain. And I'm going to make every single one of you, you're going to love me for this. You're going to wait until the next episode to hear what his captain has to say to him. And so we will be back on within the next 48 hours. And I will have the following end, uh continuation of Dave's testimony here and we will continue this uh, uh, in in our next session and we are at the point where we're going to wait with some anticipation to see what the captain had to say to Dave and I I can promise you there is much more to come from this testimony Uh, it's going to take a while to get this whole testimony out because uh, God really did do a big movement here in Dave's life, and I don't want to take away from that. I want to make sure that everybody gets to hear what God really did in his life and how he moved. So we look forward to joining you next uh, at our next episode, guys. Thank you for tuning in again. Leave a comment. Leave some discussion questions. If you have any questions for Dave, uh, go ahead and throw them on the comment section down at the bottom. Mine, and- mine is... What did the captain say to you? Yeah, minus what did the <laughs> captain say? I'm not going to answer that. Uh, but, you know, throw a question out. If you're interested in any other details, you know, whatever Dave is, he's a pretty transparent guy. I don't think there's anything that uh, that uh, he wouldn't answer. And so, yeah, just, you know, let's get some interaction here and let's let's just kind of involve ourselves with this. And, and we're working our way to this. So, again, thank you for listening. We both greatly appreciate your guys' time. Uh, I hope that you're enjoying these conversations and we will be back on to finish this one up again if you need a Bible or need access to a Bible or have any questions on translations things like that guys we want to answer these questions for you That's right and we just want to build some relationship with you guys and and just whatever we can do to help you grow and whatever you can do to help us grow right. this is a this is a two-way street guys and we're all we're all kingdom bound so let's just keep that in mind and we're going to go ahead and I am going to let Dave pray us out tonight again and then uh, when we get this all wrapped up uh, then we're going to be moving forward with our next lesson or interview or testimony we have a lot of different things coming up guys so again thank you for tuning in Uh, we love you guys Uh, be safe out there get in your Bibles don't wait for the next podcast, none of that. Open the Bible up and just start reading. If you're faithful to God uh, showing you something, I'll tell you right now, you don't even have to know where to start. Just open that book and the Holy Spirit's going to guide you. And you're going to get the information that you need. So again, thank you, Dave, for sharing with us. And we're going to continue this. We will do part two so that we can uh, wrap up uh, Dave's testimony. And so let's... uh, Let's enjoy this anticipation for what the captain had to say. I'm actually really interested myself. I've read it before, but I'm I don't remember the details, so I may have to poke. I, I to be fair though, Dave, I may have put in a, a few more details in this than what was actually than written. what was written down, and that's so. all right. And you know what? If it takes three episodes, guys, we'll do three episodes. Right. I just want I want. Dave I told to... you it was going to be a long one, and it's good. There's great conversation here, guys, and I'm pretty sure the listeners are enjoying this, man. I mean. We're already in through, you know, a, uh, a rebellious young man to a teenager who really wasn't sure what he was doing to 
jumping in the Navy because somebody told him to or encouraged him to, and a birdie in the ear will send you a long way, man. So That's let's right. just remember your influence can make a really positive impact or a really negative one. So just remember the influence we can play out there. But we have much more info to get through here. Remember, if you need a Bible, let us know. Other than that, we're going to be joining back here soon, and I'm going to let Dave pray us out, and we will be back with you guys uh, within the next 48 hours. So go ahead, Dave. All right. So, Father God, we thank you for uh, your work in our lives, God, and that we can uh, bring glory to you. And uh, through our testimonies, Lord, and I know that everybody listening here has one. You know, and we, uh, to a certain extent, can kind of maybe downplay our testimony because it doesn't look like mine or it doesn't look like Dave's. But I'm telling you, everybody has a testimony. We just praise you, God, for that testimony because it's not our story necessarily. It's yours. And as we uh, surrender ourselves to you, you utilize that. And you can utilize us before we're at that point but we just praise you for using us to influence others god and as uh, we continue to walk through my testimony god i just pray lord that people hear this and that they comment they react to this we we just praise you for the time we get to spend in your word and with you and with other believers god i just pray that this whole thing has an impact and we just thank you in jesus name amen amen and amen and woohoo let's celebrate that was our first testimony podcast well Well, part of it (laughs) so or one third we'll see how this goes uh but yeah guys look forward to talking to y'all again and don't forget leave a review hit the like and follow on the page it is absolutely free to run it through spotify for podcasters or spotify radio you don't get charged to sign up and then you can continue to follow us and see what other kind of obnoxious things we have to talk about. That's right. Because it only gets uh, better or worse, depending on your opinion from here, guys. So <laughs> have a wonderful day and we'll see you all in a couple of days.